What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. What if the daughters of James Brown, Millie Jackson, Betty Wright, Isaac Hayes, and Ann Nesby all came together to do a tribute concert singing their parents' greatest hits? It's actually happening Father's Day weekend. We're talking to the daughters of a legacy. Cafe Mocha begins now. Lonnie? Yes. You know I really, really want to talk about this, but I know if we talk about it, we're going to get a call. Who's going to call us? Monique. (laughs) You know, I was listening to DL. You know, he's got his afternoon radio show. I was listening to the show and heard him promoting your town, Detroit. I got a show with Monique. And I was like, oh, that's cool, Monique. DL on the road. And I'm thinking, oh, that's great. And in the very, very, very back of my mind, I was like, I hope there aren't any problems. (laughs) And here we are. I watched her do her live. I was just thinking like, oh, my goodness. Okay, as a comic, you guys, we're gonna I'm gonna give y'all the the cliff notes of what happened. And right. also to the listeners that may, you know, not know what's going on. There was a, a concert in Detroit. It was DL and Monique both on the bill. Evidently, Monique thought that she was supposed to close the show, aka headline. Also, DL thought that he was supposed to headline, which this happens a lot in comedy. Uh, you have these promoters. They want to do these one-off shows. And uh, so they wanted to have Monique and DL. DL said against his judgment, he went uh, and worked with Monique. Uh, but w- what ended up happening was once they got to the venue, and this is what I believe would happen because this has happened a lot, being a stand-up comic on the road, you know, you get a deal memo. DL showed his deal memo. His deal memo said that he was going to close. But Monique has a actual contract, although it goes through her company, that was signed and it said that she would be the headliner. So evidently, when they get to the venue, there's a run of show. The run of show has DL closing and has Monique going up before him. And then there's like this little five minute intermission in between them they i think they have both had the same time but the point is is that monique says that she was the headliner and dl refused to go up so she ended up going up because if you don't go up you don't get paid and that's either one of them um and so when she went up she made the uh issue of what they went through part of her act and in it it was some harsh language but it's monique language And so, um, of course, people taped it. It went online. And Sunday morning, we all had to, you know, see this back and forth between two comedy legends. Uh, And basically, DL was saying that, you know, against his better judgment, he worked with Monique and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and he should have never did it. And so then Monique was saying she had a contract that said she was the headliner. And so there, this is where we are now. I believe it is the fault of the promoter. And I will say that the promoter should have got a pair of balls and should have said, you know what? You're headlining and you're going to close. And you should have did it before they even got to Detroit. Right. So that is my take on this, because the fact is that you have these two legends of comedy and I get it. Monique is an award winning actress. And if she was told 
that she was going to close and she would be the headliner. That's what she believed. DL, we know him to be um, a very funny Kings of Comedy, and he thought that he was going to do it. So this is the fault of the promoter. And the only thing that I will say, too, is that when it comes to females and comedy and, and when we use certain language, people get upset or people get uncomfortable. But she was putting it in her act. Because in her act, she was actually kind of running and making fun. And she and, and she and she explained that further in a live. The only point I will say to you ladies is that she did joke about DL and people got upset. Some people. Chris Rock joked about Jada Pinkett Smith and people said it's just a joke. Dave Chappelle, Ricky Gervais, comics, they're joking. They're doing trans phobic jokes and everybody's like it's freedom of speech is this is that so what is the difference with what monique did wow wow great perspective i mean i'm just i'm just looking at it from a different lens and i think what monique is saying is that we're putting different requirements on women than we are of men and so people have to remember too monique has had to fight fight all her life she she's been (laughs) fighting for respect you know and it's and it's like i see i have seen her and because it's unconventional and this was the thing to a lot of people was like oh just take your money and y'all could have handled it no 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 if she would have took the money nobody would have known you know if she just would have went on ahead not said anything did her act that wasn't the point and that's not monique the point was she wanted to tell everybody that she that what she was going through right then and there that that is what what was important to her at the time and i love them both and they're both comedy geniuses but this is the fault of the promoter and that's simple as that and so now i've been through those situations before i even get on a plane mm-hmm. i go to my agent and i said what's the run of show i want to see the contract i don't want no if ands buts nothing about it I just don't want that. Right. But a lot of male comics are upset because, you know, the way she said it, that's it's jokes. We we was we wasn't mad when he called that girl G.I. James. He he we not mad. It's not just it's not just that jokes are jokes, right? It's just a, a different, it's a harsher language, but that's Detroit. Detroit can handle that. Okay, I'm done with my rant. I'm done. Angelique Alani Love, yo, yo. It's like she just kissed and made out with Lee Daniels. And I'm feeling optimistic. And if you were to ask me who the true headliner of that show is, it's going to be Monique. Because Monique has, to me, a larger body of work. I mean, DL has the radio show, so that's bringing in you know, daily fans and daily listeners. But to me, Monique is the star of that, especially for Detroit. And I just, I want to see Monique go back to doing what she does, you know, and whenever there's a situation like this and people are talking junk again and people are talking bad and they're wagging their finger, going see that Monique, it just slows down the damn process. Get over it already and let her get back to what she does let her do what she does i think more of it is is like lonnie said 
Monique has this thing where she's been through a lot. So Monique is in this teaching phase of her life because she seemed like she suffered so much that she's in this teaching phase of wanting to be so transparent that she wants to show everyone what she's been through. And a lot of people don't want to be talked to like that. Everybody don't want to be taught. They just want the comedy. They want the show. They don't want to be talked to as if you're teaching them something. And I think that's where a lot of people are feeling a little frustrated because they feel like, hey, listen, you, you know, her complaint is not a complaint to her. It's an awareness. So I think, you know, there, there's a fine line with trying to walk people um, through what you're going through along your journey and being a headliner and being as creative as she has always been. The thing is, we know that as women and then as black women, we're always going to be held to a different standard. I mean, no matter what we do or how we do it, they're still going to have something to say about it. That's for damn sure. But it's like, you know that. You yeah, know. but she plays the game. And then what happens? And look, Black women in Hollywood, we see Viola Davis every other month. Viola is telling you stories about, you know, how s- somebody called her a maid mm-hmm. or how she didn't get my. And let me tell y'all something. I am friends with a lot of black females in this industry. They not telling y'all what, what they're going through. They they keep it quiet. Amen. But believe me, a lot Amen. of them. OK. A lot of them going through what Monique going through. It's just that Monique is is being very vocal about it. And maybe, no, it's not the way I would do it. But I need people to stop looking at everything just from the surface. Just from, you know, it's like, like, it's a deeper meaning. It's the same thing when I said, what happened between Will, Jada, and Chris Rock? That was some personal stuff. But everybody just looks at the now. They look at now. And you don't understand. And it's like, it's something deeper. There's a relationship there. You think that those people ain't been working together? You think that DL and Monique ain't ain't had a relationship? Been over 20 years, 30 years in the comedy game. So it's always something a little bit deeper. And you scale it back. But a lot of black women in this entertainment industry are going through it. They're just not being vocal about it. And what Monique feels like you said, Yo-Yo, is that she feels like she's teaching and she feels like she's trying to pave the way for people. And it's, it's, you know, and people are just not used to it. They're not used to this big, black, beautiful woman saying, you know what? (laughs) They're not used to it. They're not. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to just sit back and take it. I just want to say, Lonnie, you're absolutely right. There are so many women in hip hop that have taken the backseat to a lot of things that have gone on in hip hop. So that silence thing, and it does take a strong woman to step up and say things as they are. So, you know, I understand exactly where you're coming from, because saying that hit a hit, hit, hit a nerve with me. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I, I I have tried to be quiet on a lot of things and whether you quiet or whether you you vocal, if it's going to work out, it's going to work out. If it don't, it don't. So, you know, it's a new generation of women. It's like, you know what? We tired of this. That's why you see Viola going to to variety and Hollywood reporter saying I need my money. They're not paying me. I had somebody that, that thought I was the maid. You have a Monique. That is an Oscar winner saying, wait a minute, why with the awards and the accolades and the things and, you know, I mean, it's just and they're like I said, they're both great 
comedians but uh you know it is what it is so we wish them the best they'll work it out all right let's wrap it up we have our first guest on the line one is the daughter of james brown the other is the daughter of millie jackson they've come together with the daughters of betty wright isaac hayes and nesby for the daughters of legacy concert happening father's day weekend in augusta georgia Joining us is Deanna Brown Thomas. Welcome back to Cafe Mocha. Thank you, sister. It's so glad to be back in the Mocha room. <laughs> Thank you. And we have Keisha Jackson. Ladies, welcome. Hey, hey. Deanna, how did you guys come up with this idea? Actually, um, Keisha Jackson is the brainchild of Daughters of Legacy. She came up with this idea um, before COVID, along with Heather Hayes, Isaac Hayes' daughter, uh, and uh, Naim Fu, Aisha. And also part of it was Robin Charles, who's Ray Charles' daughter, uh, Demisia Bennett, of course, uh, Ann Nesby's daughter. And she, of course, just being friends with other uh, young ladies who are daughters of legacy as well uh, in the industry. And when she brought this together just before COVID, it, you know, of course, when that hit, it, it kind of messed it up. Mm-hmm. And so December, she came back and was like, you know, whether they sing or not, let's just bring daughters of legacy together. And so I had the opportunity to go and, and uh, be with the ladies. And when I tell you that the energy being with these ladies who are descendants, daughters, blood of these great artists. When I was in the room with these ladies, the energy was just amazing. And I had, I was like, what can I do? My wheels were turning. I was like, what can I do? What can I do? And when I came up with this idea to do uh, the show here in Augusta on Father's Day weekend, June 18th, I was like, you know, we always go all the way out for mom, right? So yeah. let's do something for dad. Let's, let's, let's go all the way out for dad and do something real cool. Now, of course, the daughter's of the dads, the, 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 those dads have passed away, Miss Isaac Hayes and my, and my dad. But uh, the mothers, it's really funny because other than Miss Betty Wright, uh, Ann Nesby and Miss Jackson is still around. And mm. so just to be able to come together and, and, and do this, and we're doing this in Augusta, we're raising funds, uh, proceeds to benefit uh, music scholarships for the James Brown Academy of Music Pupils, which is something that I started over 10 years ago. We, we celebrated 10 years last year. We were teaching kids how to play instruments. Um, and that's something that my dad believed in because he didn't get that opportunity. He went as far as seventh grade and he had to stop and go to work so we can make some money and help bring some pennies, pennies in. And so this is something that is dear to my heart for the simple fact that I get to really do something that my dad believed in, and that's children and learning music. You guys are getting together, Deanna, and you guys are singing, you're playing songs. Like, what does this look like? Actually, Keisha can tell you that part. Okay. Yeah. You know, we all sing. Most of the ladies that I, when I pulled the ladies together, it was so that we could get together and you know, tribute our parents, give them their flowers, you know, perform their music because people enjoy it, but they're not, some of them are not around anymore. And, you know, those who are around, you know, they're not gigging, they're not out in it like that. And people still love the music. They enjoy the music. And honestly, it's my favorite music. Soul music is my thing. So I just wanted to share it with with people. And I felt like it was kind of crazy that, 
this had not really been done like this before. And so because we already had the relationships, it was kind of like a no-brainer. Like, hey, girl, let's do a show. Let's get together. And then we just decided to make it a thing thing and celebrate all Daughters of Legacy. So whether you are, you know, whether you are your parent, whether you're a singer or not, or whether your parent is, is, is an entertainer, you know, a legend entertainer, we still wanted to celebrate that. For this particular one, Keisha's singing, uh, Heather Hayes is singing, uh, Betty Wright's daughter Aisha is singing, Jamicia Bennett and Nesby's daughter is singing. Me and my two sisters, Dr. Yama Brown and Jeanette Bellinger, we do not sing. However, <laughs> James Brown was so cool, he had so many songs, so there are, there is one that we can do. And you ain't got to worry about too much harmonizing. So we're going to say it loud and black and I'm proud. Oh, <laughs> we're going to say great. it loud and black and I'm proud. That don't call for a whole lot of harmonizing. We got the rap down. We know what to do. And, and, so, and it's a strong song, you know, and it's interactive. You get the audience involved. But then my students that are alumni now uh, of James Brown Academy of Music Pupils is going to take it over from there. But the idea is that, you know, when Keisha brought this together, you know, I was like, girlfriend, this ain't no tribute band. This is the real deal. No, you can go and you can absolutely. see people cover, do a cover band. This ain't that. We are the family of these artists. And right. that was the hottest part to me about this. So, yeah, that's hot. So let me ask yeah. you, I mean, is it built in for, I don't want to say conversations, but where you share stories or make it personal so that it, you know, isn't well, tribute bandish? Right. Well, it's definitely not tribute banish. Like once you see it, you'll see like, oh, this is a real deal. Like, you know what I mean? But because we all authentically sing and we all have our parents like woven into us. Like that's just, you know, that's just who we are. So you can tell it's authentic. But, you know, we have two different shows. So there's an unplugged show where we do get more personal. And then there's a concert show where it's just like the bigger you know, the bigger set. And so in, in Augusta, we're doing the bigger set, but we do have, um, we're also doing a meet and greet and that's where you get to meet us. You can nice. talk to us, ask us questions and, and things like that. And, um, and so you, you do get the intimacy of, of what you're asking. You know what cool. I mean? So and, what, and, and what Keisha is not saying is in between them songs, they can they can drop a little something where you know I was with my mother when she did this or I was with my father mm-hmm. when da 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 you know that's something that a person is covering the song can't say you understand right. what exactly. I'm saying I can tell you that I was in my mother's belly when my father uh, uh, recorded Say It Loud I'm Black and I'm Proud and my mother is in the background singing I'm Black and I'm Proud I'm singing too y'all just couldn't hear me because I was in the belly <laughs> however <laughs> however I was in the house I was in the studio you see what I'm saying now, yeah. a joker getting up there singing that song can't say that. Am I right? Right. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's right. right. To this kind of stuff. They get, you know, we get to plug in a little something here and there that right. makes it so awesome. You know? The whole thing about it is there's only, there's only like one degree of separation from all of us. Like mm. um, yeah. Yama Brown, uh, myself, and Heather Hayes, we had a show uh, called Soul Sisters. And on Dash Radio, and we did talk radio, and we got together that way. Heather Hayes used to dance for Mr. Brown. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Brown and my mother, Millie Jackson, were from the same place. My mother is from Thompson, Georgia, which is a suburb of Augusta. And so we Mm -hmm. all really know each other. Jamicia, 
uh, Ann Nesby's daughter and myself, we did plays together like 20 years ago. <laughs> and it was really crazy the way we met each other because when we got on the tour bus, she was on the phone with her kid and she was saying House Paris and Corcor. And I looked up at her like, who is this stranger calling my kid's name? And those are her kid's names. It was crazy. <laughs> and my father, my father gave, James Brown gave Betty Wright her first tour when she was only 15 years old. Her mother would let her go out with nobody but James Brown. Mm-hmm. I love it. Wow. That and is Betty is my story. godmother. It, look, right? <laughs> yes. She was my godmother. So it's, it's just nuts the way, so I'm saying these relationships, we've had these relationships all, all along. It was just a matter of, right. you know, why, why are we not doing this? You know what I'm saying? Most of us mm-hmm. sing, like, let's go ahead and do it. You know, when we, most of us, we, we started off singing background for our parents. So mm-hmm. we know exactly how it goes. You know what I mean? We know the business and we learned, we learned the hard way. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there it is, right? Flat, honey. Yeah. And, and also yeah. we have uh, on this particular show in Augusta, the daughter of uh, one of the daughters of Mr. Johnny Taylor. She does not sing, but she has her own organization when it comes to mental health. Her story is very deep which is a lot of our stories a lot of people don't know. That's why when she say, when she say unsolicited, when we sit down and do talking, it's a different kind of get down because our stories are priceless. But she yes. almost, she, she tried suicide because Mr. Taylor didn't recognize her. Mm-hmm. And it was, if it wasn't for her aunt, she would have killed herself. So mm-hmm. from that mess, she's made a message. She has her own organization. She's on the National Alliance of Mental uh, Health well- Awareness. And she's going to be there at the show to give us, to talk a few minutes about, you know, that type of thing because it's serious with a lot of people mm-hmm. committing suicide and the mental illness that's out here right now because we all got some mental illness and if you don't that's when you know you do so hey we all mm-hmm. gotta sit down and talk and get it out you know so she's going to be a part of the show to share that we got the same story but we came down different roads you know uh to tell the story follow us at cafe mocha radio more with the daughters of legacy coming up Morlani, Yo-Yo, and Angelique. We got you standing in solidarity. Only on Cafe Mocha. Radio from a woman's perspective. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Cafe Mocha. Cafe Mocha on the line with the daughters of James Brown and Millie Jackson. It's Black Music Month. Um, Let's talk about your mom, Keisha, because this is your first time on Cafe Mocha. And, you know, your mom, Millie Jackson got my mom through a lot of times a lot yeah. i mean just yeah. her music and it was so relatable for her um mm-hmm. the question we have is growing up with millie jackson as a mom how great was that it wasn't great all the time because <laughs> you know you already know like what you see is what you get so mm-hmm. it's realer than <laughs> ever it's realer than ever honey at 24 hours a day but you know, I came to understand it and appreciate it as I got older. Like once I became a teenager and especially once I became a woman, I was like, oh, this is how to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as a kid, it was just, you know, sometimes it was all too real because my mother, you know, my mother is a, was a single parent and she did it by herself. She never had a manager. So she did everything. 
on her own. You know what I mean? And it, it turned out to be such a blessing and so wonderful because I was able to learn just how to take control when I needed to take control over things and like to, you know, and one thing, like my mother just never trusted anybody, the accountant, the, she was like, you're not about to pencil with me. I'm about to, you know, so quarterly taxes, I was sitting in her office on the floor, separating receipts and learning how to do quarterly taxes at 14 years old. You know what I mean? Like, because that's just what it was. So I love to hear that she was handling her business because so often you hear about people not paying their taxes, getting in trouble, not really knowing the business yeah. or what's going on yeah. with the business. Yeah, and and that's something that my mother and Mr. Brown had in common. Like, they really mm-hmm. took control over their business. They were always all about their business. And so, you know, I, I had a great example. And then when it comes to being a woman and not being afraid right, to be that right. and, and being yeah. a woman out loud and, hey, this is who I am and sexuality mm-hmm. is not something that you need to be ashamed of. And, you know, I got that, you know, firsthand. I, you know, I'm looking like, oh, this ain't normal. This ain't regular. This ain't what y'all do with y'all house. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, like, it was, it, I was a teenager before I even realized that that wasn't like the norm. Wow. You know? It's yeah. Cafe Mocha on the line. Deanna Brown Thomas, daughter of the infamous person that we love, James Brown, and Keisha Jackson, the daughter of the one and only Miss Millie Jackson. Deanna, how is the James Brown Foundation uh, going and how is your family? We are doing fine. Thank you very much. Um, ups and downs, but, you know, we've been able to kind of cruise through and float, uh, you know, where we had to deal with a lot of stuff over the years. Um, but the James Brown Family Foundation is doing great. We, uh, like I said, just celebrated 10 years last year for uh, teaching students music, James Brown Academy of Music pupils, um, and getting ready to celebrate uh, next year. Dad's uh, would have been his 90th birthday. We've got some things we're going to be doing to celebrate that. But I guess the blessing and, and the tours are going well. We, we, we do a tour every Saturday uh, James Brown family historical tour to take you down memory lane and give you the history of my dad, where he grew up, where he went to school, uh, where we lived, where he had businesses. And that's the, actually the only tour in Augusta. Um, people come from everywhere, take that tour. And like uh, Miss uh, uh, Jackson just said, that Miss Millie Jackson was from right up the street in Thompson, Georgia. And we, we are looking forward, you know, to the show on June the 18th because it's going to benefit these students, which is what, you know, dad was so much about. And we try to yeah. keep that spirit going to, to be a part of, 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 of that next generation of funketeers, of soul R&B mm-hmm. artists. You know, we can't, we got to do what we can so that it continues to perpetuate. The funk lives through the generations. Yeah. The soul lives through the generations. So uh, mm-hmm. we got to keep, putting into that. And that's my passion. And, and, and everything that I do is that, you know, we show the children the real deal about this, uh, about this whole music industry. If you're in Augusta, Georgia, and you want to go to this wonderful concert, June 18th at the Imperial Theater, uh, how can uh, folks get tickets? They can go to imperialtheater.com and that's theater spelled R-E, not E-R. I have to make sure people know that because they'll be like, what she said? imperialtheater.com and they can get their tickets and they can come on in and actually they can make it a weekend event. They can do the same. They can do the James Brown Family Historical Tour that morning and that evening come to the show. 
Look, and me and my husband got a, a seafood restaurant in case I like some fried fish. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> okay? Make it a whole thing. <laughs> it's the Daughters of Legacy concert, June 18th at the Imperial Theater in Augusta, Georgia. We've been talking to Deanna Brown Thomas, daughter of James Brown, and Keisha Jackson, daughter of Millie Jackson. All proceeds for the concert go to the James Brown Academy of Music pupils. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining us, Cafe Mocha. Thank you you so much for having us. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. The mess between D.L. Hughley and Monique just keeps escalating, and now she's dragged his daughter into it. For Monique, A, to put a man in that room, which never happened, and B, to bring up sexual trauma in an argument that has nothing to do with what you're talking about is unconscionable. You are a monster. You literally are. You didn't play Precious's mother. You let her out. Rapper Young Thug won't be getting out of it in Atlanta jail anytime soon. The black judge read off some of Young Thug's text. Anybody goes in a courtroom and tells God honest truth, they'll be f- killed. Pardon me for the language. And this threat is still being talked about. And said he's concerned. Ice Cube's three-on-three basketball is back. Fans can be owners now. In fact, Snoop chipped in some money. You know, Snoop is always at the cutting edge. You know, he always want to be first. Uh, When we said we was going to start selling teams, you know, he hit me right away saying, yo, I need to be a part of that. Three-on-three basketball kicks off June 18th on CBS. That's the espresso. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Socially savvy it's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo, Angelique. You know, I love this time of the year, ladies, because it's graduation season. Mm-hmm. And Yo-Yo, who's oh graduating? It, it's it's graduation for little Sanai, your baby. And yes! it's prom season. And I'm telling you, she wants everything on Instagram. Mom, can we get a champagne? Mom, what about the tent? I said, listen, honey. We're going to take it slow. I'm so excited that prom is here. It's so expensive nowadays because social media, a lot of these things that my daughter wants to do. I say, hey, listen, is this for social media? (laughs) Well, I mean, what does she want to do? Because it was a a modest dress and... Oh my goodness. Getting picked listen, up in the car and that was it. <laughs> listen, we have we flown to Atlanta to get her dress. Whoa. Um, her dress is being shipped in on the seventh. Um it's the champagne. We had to order the tent. It's the shoes, the spanks, it's the makeup artist, it's the champagne. We have the people doing the backdrop with the balloons. And, Wait, and for prom? Girl, listen, these people are spending some money. What, out what do you need a tent for a prom for? Isn't the prom at a location? For all of the people who come, I'm telling you, the balloon set up with the backdrop, $850. I said, come on, Sanai. Now, listen, Her, she told her, I said, listen, your dad do the champagne. Her dad said, champagne? I'm pouring the champagne. <laughs> Hey, this is, I mean, it's a new day. Um, They get these dresses made. I was looking on online and there was, she might've been a rapper and she got a dress made for her daughter's junior prom. And what happened was it was a very beautiful dress, but it was more for a mature, a more adult woman. Mm -hmm. And what happened was she got the dress made. She said the designer, instead of making it like a a white mesh, they made it more of a see-through. 
So it's like you saw this boobage. It was a plunging down to the navel. And, you know, she spent all this money on the dress, so she let her daughter wear it. And so people were online, of course, giving their opinions, saying that it was way too mature. She's like, I think about 14 uh, for the junior dress. So these dresses are, you know, important and people spending money. And I guess that mom was like, nah, I spent my money on it. She going to wear the dress. (laughs) Also talking about proms, uh, LeBron James's son, Bronny James, he had his prom date with him. And it kind of sparked oh a God, debate that was online just terrible. because his prom date was white. And it kind of sparked some, a lot of debate. <laughs> what? What was what? The debate. It was a white girl and people were pissed. That's it. I don't understand why adults are messing with kids about a freaking prom date. Come on. Yeah. And a, a lot of people pointed out that Bronny James goes to a school that's maybe mm, 0.06% percent black because it's a very expensive school and so they said that they're you know like i believe reportedly the only black girls are like puffy's daughters <laughs> like that's <laughs> it you know and my nephew, not his my age nephew, my nephew hid his date for the longest and uh he goes to a predominantly white school plays football one of the top picks and he felt he was going to be scrutinized by his date so he didn't want his family to come to the prom to see his date because he felt like he wasn't going to be supported. So I think in that sense, you know, people need to back down and understand that this is a culture. And you know what? We, we, they're children. And also the thing is, is that people should be allowed to love who they want to love or be interested and date who they want to date. Um, Who even says it's a date? Like, you know, for my little formal ninth grade it was just here take my daughter because i was shy you black no, that, boy. that was a date his his was it a wasn't prom a date, date. And well it's but I'm just, I'm just saying i'm just saying that you know a lot of times it's just especially young people today it's not a date we're going we're hanging out um and we're doing it together but well they looked nice know. they looked it beautiful. was beautiful also, yo-yo graduation as well, right? <laughs> graduation, Sanai, the last of the bunch. I am so excited, Lonnie. Your baby is yep. graduating with ah, honors. Ah! She has decided to go to Seton Hall. She is following the footsteps of her father, okay. who uh, graduated from Seton Hall, All-American all in basketball, who later played for the Los Angeles Clippers. She's a DeHair. So we are so proud of Sanai. Um, she will be living on campus after the first year. She proves that she can get through this uh, first year of college. <laughs> oh, she okay, can get that makes it. sense. She know, she know. Well, you know, because you can't, you know, that first year is dangerous. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, congratulations. So I'm so proud of you, Yo-Yo, but I'm really proud of my baby, Sanai. And yes. to all of the graduates out there, we are so proud of you all from Cafe Mocha, the ladies of Cafe Mocha. Congratulations all. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast. If you got an iPhone, just click on that purple circle, type in Cafe Mocha Radio, and then subscribe. Get it delivered right to your phone. Anytime there's a new episode, it'll just be right there for you. 
Until next weekend, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.